And welcome to Overtime on the Ice. I'm Jenna Harner, joined by Phil Bork and Dane Kovacevic. The Penguins coming off a loss to the Washington Capitals, getting set for two games against the Islanders, followed up by three games against Philadelphia. Guys, we'll start with the power play because in the last game against Washington, unsuccessful. They're three for 17 in their last stretch here. What do you see needing to change, Dan? I'll start with you. Well, I would say that the first thing that needs to change is some personnel. Uh, I'm tired of seeing the same five guys sent over the boards as if there's no repercussions for any of this. And then they stay out for a minute and a half, minute 45. Once Thursday night in Washington, they were out for the full two minutes. Uh, you know what? If you're the 85 Oilers, go nuts. Stay out there for two minutes. Stay out there for two and a half if it makes you happy on a two-minute power play. But you can't do that if you're the head coach or these guys if you're not shooting the puck. No one wants to shoot the puck. There's no gunner out there. I want to see Kasperi Kapanen. I'd even entertain having Mike Matheson out there. Uh, how about POJ? All he does is get the puck through to the net. You've got to try something. You can't just keep hoping. Hope isn't a strategy. And it was interesting because when they had that break because of the Devils postponements, we saw them work on it a lot in practice. And those games coming back, there was promise there. We saw motion. We saw things we hadn't seen before. Borky, what's changed from you know those games probably four or five games ago to now and what needs to be fixed? Old habits are tough to break. Yeah. That's what I say. I mean, the players must be absolutely sick and tired of answering questions to the media about this. And it seems like it's just the same. It's play, rewind, play, rewind. It's the same answer all the time. We had some good looks. We didn't shoot the puck. We're trying to pass the puck into the goal. Uh, and you're right, Jenna. We did see some little tweaks. We saw Crosby and Malkin switching positions, which I really liked a lot. Get Sid up on the half wall, Gino down by the goal. It's a different look. If you're predictable to your teammates but unpredictable to the opponent, then you're cooking with gas. But I agree with Dayon a bit that if you're not going to shoot the puck, and there's, there's multiple layers to shooting the puck. It's one thing just to shoot it, but you got to get it on the net. You can't get the shot blocked, and you can't miss the net. Penguins had 15 missed shots the other night in Washington, and a lot of them were on the power play by skilled guys, mm -hmm. future Hall of Fame guys. Yep. It doesn't make sense to me. So uh, change the personnel, okay, try it, but change the mindset. And players are stuck in old habits. I don't know how you get them out of it unless you take the most valuable thing they have, and that is ice time, especially power play ice Just time. The thing that bugs me, Phil, about the power play in particular is that if you think about what the objective is, they're working around the perimeter and they want to try that one pass that magically moves the puck into the box. That's fine if you've got a gunner there. Yeah. But you don't. It makes yeah. it onto Rust's stick. It makes it onto Jake's stick. Jake will probably make a drop pass out of it the way he's going now. And Rust's just not going to get a lot of mustard on it. That's what bugs me. Is that the power play, I think even when it's going to go well with this particular group, isn't going to result in authoritative shots on goal. I know the play you're talking about. Mm -hmm. We have a bump out guy. Yes. The, the team that I see use it the most the most effective is the Boston Bruins with they're Patrice very Bergeron. good at it it's brilliant it's that's Marchand. because Bergeron and Marchand and Pasternak right. can gun it can gun it and and they're a shoot first mentality team the Penguins are not they're a pass first they're always looking for that perfect play something's got to give because there's too much talent on a, that on the ice for this power play to be ranked 25th in the league. Yeah, you mentioned the talent. I mean, you look at the names on that power play one unit, and this should be a unit that scores consistently. They should be a threat night in and night out. 
Now, they're entering a stretch here of five games against the third and fourth place teams in this division. Everybody's fighting for those playoff positions. This really could be a big swing for the Penguins here, depending on how they come out of this two-game road trip against the Islanders and then the three-game homestand against Philly. What do you guys kind of expect to see? I guess we can start with the Islanders. What do you expect to see from this two-game stretch here against the Islanders, and just how crucial is it going to be for these guys to come away with points. I know we talk about that consistently, but in this stretch here, especially now after falling behind to Washington, sitting on that outside looking in. Borky, I'll start with you. Yeah, uh, first of all, to win in regulation is important. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's great if you win the game, but if, if they're getting one and you're you're getting two, that's only a one point uh, up you're getting on teams that you're, you're fighting for a playoff spot. With that being said, let's start with the Islanders. And, and the Islanders, listen, you just spanked them twice in your own barn. They're going to remember that, mm -hmm. and they're going to come out uh, guns ablaze and, and play a physical, gritty game, uh, and they're really good on, on home ice. Yep. Uh, and with that being said, how do you beat the New York Islanders? You beat them at their own game. You play more structure. You play more discipline, uh, and you go in trying to win the game one nothing. I know that's a tall task because they've got some guys that can put the, the puck in the net, but get ready to get your nose dirty because it's just blue-collar, lunch-pail type of hockey. As far as the Philadelphia Flyers, it's a little more wide-open hockey. They're also well-coached by Elaine Vigneault. They've got an outstanding young goaltender in Carter Hart, but I feel like the Penguins are a good matchup against the Philadelphia Flyers because as the game wears on, and we still don't know how uh, the Flyers are going to be in the pro, uh, uh, COVID protocol because they've got a bunch of players, key players, that are still on the shelf. But if they get them back, they've got a well-balanced attack. They roll four lines. They don't play the old broad street bully type of hockey anymore, but they play a gritty game. And everybody in their lineup plays a physical game. They're tough to play against, but they're a team, I think, that the Penguins match up well against. Dan, what do you kind of see from this five-game stretch here? What do you have your eyes I on? I like the matchup against both of these teams. I know that will sound weird when you're talking about the Islanders because they are so defensive-minded, as Phil was saying. Uh, they pack it in. They back off on the blue line. But I like that from the Pittsburgh perspective because you let guys – remember Mike Matheson skating rings around them <laughs> in, that, in that recent two-game set with them. Uh, get in there, and once you do, once you're in the New York zone – Mike Sullivan stresses this with his players all the time – there's two different ways to get to the net. One is to go there body-wise, which is nice. The other one is get the puck through. You know, you don't have to thread the needle on everything. Get the puck through, go in there and get it. I don't like the Islanders goaltending. I don't like Semyon Varlamov. Uh, I think that you can get through there and make an impact on those guys and then get ahead of them because they hate that because then they have to come out of their system and they have to do things that they don't want to do. The Penguins were very good at that in their recent meeting. Philadelphia, uh, to me, it's about stopping that power play. Uh, I, I look at, you know, they have some older guys still on that team. It's a mostly younger team, but Jakub Voracek, Claude Giroux, these are the guys that end up hurting you on that power play. They do more east-west still on the power play than any team in the NHL. It's a very different look, and the Penguins have not always handled it well. Well, we know how crucial that first goal is, and it is so much more crucial against a team like the Islanders. So we had some fun with this a little earlier, and I just got to know, we're talking some hockey nicknames because it is just so funny the way that they come about. There seems to be a little bit of a recipe book. You add the Y on the end to most guys' names. But then there's just some ones like Brandon Tana being Turbo, 
some fun ones, some interesting ones. Borky, I mean, there you go. We'll start with you with Borky, but how do these guys got to come up with it? And, you know, what's what are some of the most interesting, fun ones you've heard kind of among your years? I, I love that about hockey. I love having the nickname. I love being called Borky. Um, little uh, people don't this, but I actually was called Bubba for a while. And so among, some of my I remember team, this. It's a long story. We don't have time. <laughs> we don't have time. But, Jenna, real quick, your nickname? What's mine? Yeah. Oh, there's a bunch. It's Harner, Harms. Harms I know, I know Harms. That's be. easy. Dayon? Oh, it was just various mangled mispronunciations. Okay, Biobal. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just too long. But, yeah, I mean, we had Cough and Murph, and we, those ones are easy. And add a Y at the end. Those are great, I know. But, but you know, you think of Ryan Malone. Uh, his dad was Bugsy, uh, and he was Bugsy. And Keith Kachuk. Yeah, because Walt Kachuk used to play for the New York Rangers, a great legendary player. Walt Kachuk, uh, his nickname was Keith Kachuk had Walt. And now he's got two kids in the NHL, and they're Walt also. So there's some great nicknames. It's just fun stuff to talk about. Dave, how much fun is this? <laughs> just saw, I just saw a Bubba Bork show up on the thing there. But we're not allowed to talk about it. They didn't say we couldn't put it on the screen. Oh, uh, my, my favorite hockey nicknames, this is going to sound weird, but our are the ones where they try to affix it to a guy who's super serious and can't handle a nickname. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Phil. And that person will be like, eh, whatever. And they don't really stick. You know which one is happening right now in the Penguins room? They're trying to stick Marcus Pedersen with Petey. Petey. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. I'm here to tell you, Marcus Pedersen is a serious dude who will not put up with your Petey. Uh, Around the room, there's, there's some that are kind of easy. Most of them you just add a Y. Uh, but I always appreciate the ones that are, that are a, little bit, uh, a little bit more creative. And, some, and the best ones are the ones that stay in-house. And Phil knows what I'm talking about. They don't make it to people like me and where I can write, write them in my stories. Uh, Brooks Orpik used to have some wonderful nicknames for Evgeny Malkin <laughs> that I will leave exactly where they were. But it's, 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 it's fun. Hockey has a fun culture about it in that regard. I, I got a great one for you. If you don't like Petey, he brought this over from Sweden, Marcus Pedersen. It's the dragon. Oh, but it never stuck. It's the dragon. How did that not? They, they used it in Anaheim, and he gets traded. Someone needs to write a book. And they this left dragon good. behind in California. <laughs> it needs to be resurrected. I think we need to bring that back without a doubt. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us, and thank you for joining us on Overtime on the Ice.